Back in my day, we used to buy condos for $200 a square foot. Does that sound familiar? Do you know somebody who talks like that? We'll talk about where the market is today and the incredible prices that some people are achieving with a special case study on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. As I mentioned, we're going to be talking about the market today and the incredible prices that some people are achieving, specifically in the resale market. So we're going to do a little bit of a different format today, and I'm bringing in uh, Rizwan Malik, who's an agent with Sotheby's Realty, and he recently listed and sold a uh, condo at Charlie Condos, King and Spadina, which is about a three- or four-year-old building, and the unit went for an incredible price. I'll let him describe it to you and, and the price that was achieved. But again, this podcast is for people who are still thinking that the days of $300, $400, $500 a square foot for a condo downtown are possible. And people who are thinking that $1,000 a square foot is just absolutely an unattainable, unimaginable number. Again, I'm here to say that the days of $500, even $600 a square foot are well behind us now. And $1,000 a square foot is regularly being achieved across the downtown in many different areas. And as you'll hear on today's episode, sometimes numbers that people are getting are far above $1,000 a square foot, a number that admittedly just a few years ago was considered New York City-like pricing, pricing that uh, we probably would never really see here, or at least that's what some people thought. But yet here we are today in 2016, and the market continues to move on. The market is always moving, and if you don't pay attention, and if you're not active, and if you're not um, engaged in the market, you will keep missing out, and the market will pass you by, especially when it's moving as quickly as it is right now. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with Rizwan Malik. Okay, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show Rizwan Malik. Rizwan is a sales representative with Sotheby's Real Estate, and I wanted to bring uh, Rizwan on the show to talk about a recent sale that he um, was a part of, a condo downtown. Rizwan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Andrew. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. Um and, and yeah, absolutely. A Charlotte or Charlie Penthouse to the unit that you're discussing or we're discussing was a tremendous success. Uh, we went on the market a few months ago and uh, for downtown West, so King Street West, we were able to command just over $1,300 a square foot, which is quite astonishing compared to what my uh, client originally bought it for just three years prior to that. Yeah, incredible. Uh, so again, just uh, to fill everybody in, um, you sold this, it was your listing, this uh, penthouse unit at Charlie Condos, which is a great golf homes built building. How old is the building? The building is about four years old. So the building was pretty well completed. And the two penthouse units on the top floor were the only two units available or remaining uh, to be sold. And we purchased it directly from Great Golf approximately three years ago. Great. So I don't know how many details you can reveal about in terms of like what they paid for, what they sold it for, and, and all this uh, kind of thing. But 
yeah, if you could just give us all the details, like the size of the unit, the character, the, the specs on the yeah. unit, um, you know, if you can share what they paid for it, when they bought it versus what they sold it for today. So, sure. Uh, the unit is approximately 2,000, uh, 2,032 square feet. Uh, it had a very unique feature where it offers uh, a private 1,800 square foot terrace, and there are actually plans. Uh, to potentially put a pool on this terrace, a private pool for the for the new owner. Uh, this is something that my my client uh, personally oversaw, but just didn't fall through on it because his plans changed and he ended up moving on to a new property. Um, as mentioned, so originally we purchased it for approximately I'd say about a thousand dollars a square foot, and then around that figure, and just in three years we were able to sell it. Um, for just over $1,300 a square foot, which is a huge rate of return, uh, just to emphasize on the growing trends in the market marketplace, not only uh, in freehold, which has you know, experienced a tremendous uh, growth in the past little bit, condos are starting to follow suit in the sense that the marketplace is, uh, there's only a certain number of properties available, there's only a certain number of um, uh, a certain number of unique properties available as well, and as such, uh, the entire marketplace is growing as a whole. Not only, and that growth isn't only uh, specific to the freehold market. The condo market is definitely following suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's everybody's been talking for years about how freehold home prices have been going up like crazy, and we've seen it in the stats year after year, double-digit growth. Uh, but now we're really starting to see big growth numbers, especially over the last six to 12 months in the downtown condo market. Um, in your research and looking around like $1,300 a square foot, put that in perspective for us. Like some people might just be a number, but it really is a, like a, a groundbreaking sort of a number, a new, you know, every once in a while there's sort of a sale I find in the market that sort of sets a new bar that sort of resets the market. Um, and everything else kind of falls in line. Like this is really a precedent setting sale. Like what, what's the previous high that you've seen in your research in the area for anything similar? So just the unit directly below, uh, one of the sub houses, which is approximately 1500 square feet. Um, that's still sold for approximately a thousand dollars a square foot. So having said that in just a year prior, so, um, you know, when you actually think about, $300 extra per square foot, uh, and you are able to multiply that by 2,000 square feet, that's almost a $600,000 increment. It's not just an extra $300 per square foot. It really adds up. So it's a very significant number in that regard. And you're absolutely right. It is a precedent that's a precedent that in sale in the sense that, um, you know, other properties that are going to now sell in not only in the building or in the neighborhood, they will, they will not necessarily sell for thirteen hundred dollars a square foot, but they will be closer to that figure versus um, versus the lower figures as to what they were selling for in in, in, in uh, the previous years. Originally, the building was selling for about seven hundred seven hundred fifty dollars a square foot, from which this unit, as I mentioned, was purchased around a thousand dollars a square foot because it was a larger unit, had some incredible features uh, such as the terrace, the ceiling height, to have uh, half the top floor. Uh, so it was commanding more than the rest of the building, which was justifiable. Um, and now, as such, uh, it has sold for what it has sold for. 
And as a matter of fact, uh, the market is still incredibly active, uh, even, you know, not only the freehold, freehold market, but especially the condom market as well, that currently, since this article has come out and since the sale has uh, gone firm a few months ago, I've had multiple agents call me and ask me for any reason if the deal was to fall through to notify them immediately that they have buyers who are ready with their checkbook there, they have buyers who are willing to pay more than what uh, my client actually sold for. So it's, you know, it's very telling as to where the market is headed over the next, uh, over the next little bit. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it used to be too that, uh, you know, a thousand dollars a square foot was, you know, considered, you know, just a few years ago, a thousand dollars a square foot was, you know, unheard of, except maybe in a couple of buildings here and there in Yorkville, we're achieving numbers like that. Um, you know, three, four years ago, you could buy in the Ritz Carlton for say, you know, $700 a square foot, even less. And now just a few years later, um, Charlie is a great building, but it's not, it's not like a five-star building or anything. Uh, $1,300 a square foot at King and Spadina. Again, it was really unheard of a few years ago. I mean, what does it tell you about like just sort of the higher end of the market as well, not being isolated to Yorkville anymore? I, I think that's, that's, that's a very good point. I think people are very much open to living in all different areas of the city. It's not, you know, it's not if I have a certain amount of money to spend, I'm going to basically pigeonhole myself in one particular location. People are more fluid. People want to be wherever they want to be. Uh, I mean, for example, King and, uh, King and Spadina is, is the entertainment capital of the city. Like everyone flocks there for maybe, uh, you know, the different theater performances, the uh, Roy Thompson Hall, whatever it may be, like whatever they want to do, like it's just a great neighborhood. So, you know, people are people are shy away from spending multiple millions of dollars in an area like that because it's not Yorkville or it's not Rosedale or whatever, uh, Forest Hill, whatever the exclusive neighborhood that existed prior to this. So I think people are people are more open to all different areas of the city and I think I think this will follow suit. In terms of the building again, the building is a great building, but as you said, it is not one of those typical five star buildings which offer valet parking or, you know, a, a, a top-of-the-line full-service spa where you can go and, like, spend the day and that sort of thing. So nothing to take away from the building. It's a great building. But, again, to command $13 a square foot for a building of this magnitude, I think it's, uh, it's, it's an astonishing sale. And I will, I will give a lot of credit to my client as well, um, who did a tremendous job in customizing the unit and making his own. And a lot of it is his vision as well. It's very dramatic to walk into a penthouse today and have everything black, have, you know, every single wall, every single ceiling, every kitchen. It was a high lacquered black, um, you know, uh, gloss kitchen. And it, 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 you know, and at first when he even mentioned this to me when we purchased the property, I thought, okay, you know, this is either going to go extremely well or it's going to go very poorly. And I'm very, very happy for him that it's, it has um, it, it has gone in a positive direction. It's worked out well. <laughs> it worked out very well for him. Yeah, he's not complaining. And you know, to benchmark from his own uh, his own success, even the new home that he's purchased, um, he just had had it painted black. So I, I think uh, I think he might be onto a bit of a trend here. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 
I'll include a link in the show notes, uh, obviously to the pictures and everything of the listing. It was a very dramatic, specific sort of style. You're right. It's not typically something that as real estate agents, we would advise our clients to do if they're looking to, uh, to get top dollar for it. But I mean, there's a lot of buyers out there, I think, looking for, you know, something unique and something, especially larger units with unique features, um, like that terrace, uh, and just the size of the unit. So it, yeah, like you said, it worked out very well. Obviously it wasn't, uh, sometimes you get sales like this that are just a fluke. Um, but obviously you had multiple offers on it. You've had, you know, essentially verbal offers to buy it after the fact as well. So, um, it's not like it was just one lucky seller grabbing one, uh, lucky buyer kind of thing. It, it's, uh, I think it's it's a sign of you know that the, there is demand for this type of product out there, um, but but what would you say like in terms of going back to like the, the going back to the street so to speak and and getting out of the penthouse like what are you seeing in your in your work in the resale market like with sort of the the typical condo product that's out there, um, uh, you know what kind of demand are you seeing like where are you seeing prices going like are how far off are we from you know, maybe a thousand dollars a square foot as being sort of just for average normal condos. Like, what are you seeing out there? I, great question. I think it, I think we're definitely headed towards that trend. Um, when it will happen? I mean, I, I think we're we're not exactly there yet in terms of demand for condominiums. I'll give you a small example. Just last month, I had a listing up at 740 Edmonton Street West, which is near Bathurst and Eglinton, and it's an old co-op building that was converted into condominiums a few years ago. And I, I, the property went up, and within a week, it was sold. Um, now, with that, just that seller there, we're currently out in the marketplace looking to purchase the property, and you know we're we're on the pulse of the market. We're we're checking it every single day, and we're we're basically being as proactive as we can. But we're finding it is so difficult that before we even schedule a showing or before we even are able to go and view it and give my client has even an hour or two hours or a few hours to even consider the property or, or what it has to offer, um, the property is either sold conditionally or sold firm in multiple offers. So this whole multiple offer um, scenario that you know people sort of thought, okay, it's very much a part of the freehold market and, you know, condominiums are not um, as quote-unquote desirable or will not sell as quickly, it's no longer the case. I think in today's marketplace, what we're buying and selling is square footage. And at the end of the day, um, whether it may be in a condominium, in a townhome, or in freehold, you're buying square footage to live in. And, you know, and people are noticing that, you know, the freehold market may be at a point where it's not even attainable. It's very hard to grasp you know, just slightly over a million dollars for an average home that is a fixer-upper, a condo is a great alternative. And as such, more and more people are seeing that and realizing that um, this is why there's been this tremendous growth in both the condominium world. Because actually a few years ago, um, we there was this consideration that we we're possibly overbuilding in the city. And, you know, a lot of the developers, and I've worked for a very prominent developer, as you know, um, a lot of developers scaled back slightly and uh, started building slightly less, not launching four or five buildings a year, just launching maybe two or three. And 
a couple of years ago, I remember speaking to another agent, friend of mine, and uh, he had mentioned to me and he said, listen, I think I'm predicting in the next three to five years that there will be a shortage in condominiums. And, you know, we both laughed about it, but I, I actually think that he was onto something. I think because we are building less and demand is going up, just basic laws of uh, economics or whatever you want to follow would suggest that his theory may actually end up panning out. We may be underbuilding to the point where there will be a shortage in condominiums. So, you know, I think it's a great time uh, to buy and invest and because, you know, the market is indicating that it's no longer about the individual property that you're buying. It's no longer about a, whether it's a condominium or a townhome or a freehold or whatever it may be. It's now just about square footage. It's about a location. It's about, you know, short and tightening that commute to work. It's about tightening that commute to things that you enjoy to do, like entertainment, living, life, friends, family. And I think that's taking a huge precedence to people's lives uh, as opposed to, you know, maybe living in the suburbs and driving in or doing that sort of the reverse of it. Yeah, no, well said, well said. Yeah, that's a good point to make it. it it's it's all about the square footage. <laughs> and uh, yeah, people people are, yeah, go ahead. And, and that is why we're seeing this increase in, in even economy and square, uh, square footage prices. I and mean, some of the stats that you even, even shared earlier, um, you know, starting out when you purchase your first condo at $245 a square foot, I mean, I think parking spots are selling for more than that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was sharing in, in a Facebook post my first condo at $245 a square foot only 10 years ago, and now here you are, here you are selling at $1,300 a square foot in a non-five-star building. Now, mind you, it is a five-star unit, but uh, it, it is a regular sort of, you know, a, a building. It's not, not a... Condominium building, but an extremely unique feature, uh, sorry, yeah. a very unique uh, penthouse in the sense that the various features that it, uh, that it has uh, incredibly put together. And, and, you know, and, and I think just back to your point earlier as well, it's not that this was just a fluke of a sale. We've had... We had tremendous interest, um, you know, even to sell a property at $2.7 million in four days being on the market. That in itself is quite astonishing because typically units at this price point take a certain number of, you know, weeks or if not over a month, maybe a couple of months to even move. But to have multiple people interested in the home, um, you know, so much so that one gentleman who visited visited the, the penthouse twice in one day because he wanted to see it both during the day and at night because he didn't think that it would last. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't the one who ended up succeeding in purchasing the unit, but, um, wow. but he was able to identify um, how much this unit would resonate with anyone and everyone who would walk through it because it was very much a special unit. So, yeah. Yeah. but, but, and as you said, since then we've had multiple people who've been interested in it and, uh, it just goes to show that this wasn't necessarily a fluke. Um, is it, will everything sell for thirteen hundred dollars now per square foot? Probably not, but I don't think we're very far off uh, from, you know, closing in or at least tightening the gap between the freehold and the resale, uh, the condominium and the freehold market. Yeah, well said, well said, Rizwan. Thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast today. If people want to find you, get a hold of you online or otherwise, what's the best way for people to reach you? Uh, 
they can reach me by email at rmalik at sotheby'srealty.ca and uh, I'd be happy to chat with them. Great. Okay, thanks, Rizzo. I appreciate it. Andrew, you have a wonderful day. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com. Condos.